Who approaches the bridge of... Jack Mangan's Deadpan Podcast. Must answer me these questions three. Uh, the other side he sees. lots of grease today. SB says, Bunny, we just got your card and gift. You are very thoughtful and generous. Thank you and the mister. XOX. DJ Bunny says, Edie's gone again, but at least he ate the dog, so that's okay. Lopan says, you take that back and you take it back now. Ditto says, nice, my second favorite death, smiley face. I read The Color of Magic first and I've not read them in order. It really doesn't matter that much for this series. Retro says, The largest tumbleweed ever recorded was 38 feet in diameter. The giant Russian thistle grew on the east bank of the Colorado River near Ehrenberg in the spring of 1963. By the time spring winds had tumbled the giant ball to Wikiup, 92 miles northwest of Ehrenberg, it had worn down to 19 feet in diameter. An enterprising businessman hollowed it, plastered it, painted it orange, and turned it into a juice stand alongside U.S. Highway 93. Used Hair says, That was definitely a good one. I still remember the first Twilight Zone I watched as a kid, The Invaders. Even with no dialogue until the very end of the episode, it kept me interested and had an impact. And there's a Wikipedia link. And yes, we watched that one too. Desert Pixie says, I made Live Nation my bitch. Justa Joe says, Woots. Birthday wishes all around. Ed from Texas says, Yeah, that looks about right. Amy Bowen says, It was a very long work day, but it was productive. At my class tonight, my friend sang to me, smiley face. The Energizer Bunny says, I liked Solaris, both the book and the movie. Vanamon says, Yup, most of androids come over as rather pathetic in the book in my view. Lubaluft being an exception. And the first of the week, Vanamon says, I can't get there from here. Jack Mangan's deadpan. Pop in your earbuds. Hey, Deadpan, it's SB calling uh, finally with my earbuddies forever. Um, Amy and I were matched up, and I'm not even going to tell you how long ago, but we have finally gotten our shit together, Amy and I, and um, have traded songs. So, um, I'm just going to first talk about the song that I sent Amy. Um, uh, those of you who know us um, know how long ago it was that Amy moved to Nebraska. Um, it was around that time that I sent her her song, um, and I'm only saying that um, because uh, the thought I put into the song was based on her recent move. So uh, the song I sent to Amy was... Uh, Chongo by Ozo Motley. And I chose that one for Amy for a couple reasons. Two, um, two reasons really. One is because, um, Ozo Motley is one of my favorite, uh, bands. They're just a fusion, um, uh, fusion funk band with some salsa and reggae and rap and hip hop and rock and roll and, lots of different influences, but they're a Southern Colorado or Southern California band and I thought 
perhaps Amy was feeling homesick uh, for Southern California. So I thought that that would be cool. Um, but, so the song Chongo is um, it's a, in Spanish. Um, not all of Ozamotli's songs are in Spanish, but this one is. Um, and basically, uh, Chongo means monkey. And the song is just kind of a silly um, a silly song in Spanish about um, a guy that's uh, kind of an asshole that um, is, uh, is ugly like a monkey. So the lyrics are um, uh, feo chongo, uh, feo chongo, miralo, so just look at that ugly asshole monkey. Um, anyway, it's a fun song, and, and hopefully uh, Amy will um, edit in a little bit of the song because she's skilled like that. Um, so you can hear a little bit. If not, uh, check it out on YouTube. Later. Hello, Deadpan. Amy Bowen again. The song SB selected for me was Chongo by Ozo Motley. SB told me that she chose it because it's a song she loves that makes her really happy, and also because I'm a Southern California girl, and she thought this artist would remind me of home. She was absolutely right. I have to admit that my very first reaction in the first few seconds of the song was, yeah, reminds me of loud music blaring from parties and passing cars back home. However, within the first 45 seconds, I was into it and nodding my head along with the music. This is an upbeat song that makes me want to get up and dance. I like the percussion ensemble in this song, and it's more musical and more enjoyable than I thought it would be from the first 5 or 10 seconds. Starting at about 2.53, there's a slow section that really caught me off guard, and then it speeds up again gradually, which I thought was a really cool idea. Thanks for sending me this song, Espy. I really enjoyed it. You are listening to Jack Mangan's Deadpan. We are Deadpan. Deadpan is the way. Stop! Who approaches the bridge of death must answer me these questions three. Uh, the other side he sees. What was that? I think you heard me just fine, Punchy. What is your name? We're associates of your business partner, Marcellus Wallace. What is your quest? First, I'm going to deliver this case to Marcellus. Then, basically, I'm just going to walk the earth. You know, like Kane in Kung Fu. What is your favorite color? And you got me in a red. Right, off you go. Oh, thank you. Shit, Negro, that's all you had to say. That's easy! Stop! You looking at something, friend? What is your name? My name's Pitt. And your ass ain't talking your way out of this shit. No, no, no. What is your quest? Motherfucker! You, flock of seagulls. You know why we're here? Well, I'll tell you. Not like that! Not like that! No! Stop it! I'm no singing! Oh, go get a glass of water. Your quest. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. <laughs> what is your quest? We got into this thing with the best intentions, really. I never. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I didn't mean to do that. Please, continue. Help, help! I'm being repressed! You know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in France? No. Tell him, Vincent. I'm French! Why do you think I have this outrageous accent? Le big <laughs> I fart in your general direction! English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? What? Is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What do you mean? An African or European swallow? Check out the big brain on bread! What? Is your favorite color? Black! No! <laughs> Jack Mangan's deadpan. But the coolest thing to hit your computer since you spilled that cold soda last week. Hello, deadpan. This is Amy Bowen, a.k.a. the deadpan ambassador. This is my latest Ear Buddies Forever segment. My partner for this round was Espy. The song I sent to Espy was On the Radio by Regina Spector. I think this song was my first introduction to her music, and I fell in love with her musical style almost immediately. All her songs are very melodically, rhythmically, and lyrically interesting, and the absence of a wall of sound gives them an understated quality that I really appreciate. This particular song was the first track on a CD I got from a friend when I was in college. I may have told this story on a previous Ear Buddies segment, and if I have, I apologize for repeating myself. In March of 2007, a few weeks before I was going to leave to study abroad in Japan, my college friends planned a surprise going-away party for me at the local Denny's. During the party, one of my friends, Emily, gave me a mix CD as a present. That CD ended up becoming my soundtrack for the trip to Japan, and this song was the opening track on that CD. This song makes me happy because it reminds me of those happy, carefree days of discovery in Japan. I hope SB enjoys it, too. And um, here's my thoughts, um, just a second piece there on the song that Amy sent me. So Amy sent me a song called On the Radio by Regina Spector. Um, Regina Spector is a... Um, I, I looked her up on uh, Wikipedia because I had never heard of her before and never heard any of her music before. And I guess she classifies herself as um, anti-folk. Um, and, and after listening to the song a couple times, I'm still not 100% sure what that means, but um, I liked, I liked uh, the song. Um, her lyrics are kind of just absurdist, uh, silly lyrics, um, uh, but she's a musician and she's a songwriter, which I always like and appreciate, um, the, and she's a pianist, um, which is awesome, and she's, she was born in uh, Russia. Uh, so anyway, on the radio is a, it's kind of a fun, poppy 
song, and um, I really liked it. And um, I'll probably look for more uh, music by Regina Spector. So uh, thanks, Amy. Bye. You are listening to Jack Mangan's Deadpan Podcast. Deadpan is a motherfucking wee. All rocks destroyed in the making of this bumper deserved it. Hi Deadpan, this is Amy Bowen. I wanted to make an editorial note. In my conversation in episode 267, I specifically called out Dan Charette and Michelle M. Welch, and I think I came off a little harsher than I intended to. It wasn't that they were supposed to do anything. There was nothing that you guys were supposed to do. I was calling you out because the plot line that I have in my head for season two of The Questers from FPM prominently features characters that are directly based on you, and I wanted to know whether or not you were interested in playing your characters. That was it. I wasn't accusing you of failing to do something at all. I realized that that could have been misunderstood, and I wanted to make an editorial note about it. Sorry about that. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey, Jack, this is SB with a couple stolen paragraphs from the book Cloud Atlas. Uh, Betty and Frank needed to shore up their finances, Lloyd Hook tells his breakfast audience in the Swanakee Hotel. A circle of neophytes and acolytes pays keen attention to the presidential energy guru. So they decided Betty'd go on the game to get a little cash in hand. Night comes around, Frank drives Betty over to the whore lane to ply her new trade. Hey, Frank, says Betty from the sidewalk, how much should I charge? Frank does the math and tells her, a hundred bucks for the whole shebang. So Betty gets out and Frank parks down a quiet alley. Pretty soon this guy drives up in his beat-up old Chrysler and propositions Betty. How much for all night, sugar? Betty says, hundred dollars. Whoops, how much for all night, sugar? Betty says, $100. The guy says, I only got $30. What'll 30 buy me? So Betty dashes around to Frank and asks him. Frank tells him. Frank says, tell him $30 by the hand job. So Betty goes back to the guy. I'm going to skip a little paragraph. So anyway, Betty goes back to the guy and says, his 30 will buy a hand job. Take it or leave it. The guy says, okay, sugar, jump in. I'll take the hand job. Is there a quiet alley around here? Betty has him drive around the corner at Frank's alley, and the guy unbelts his pants to reveal the most, you know, gargantuan schlong. Wait up, gasped Betty. I'll be right back. She jumps out of the guy's car and knocks on Frank's window. Frank lowers the window. What now? Betty says, Frank, hey, Frank, lend this guy $70. Bye. I order you to be quiet! Go home, jerk off, and that's all you're gonna do. You stupid bastard, you've got no arms left! The oral sex! The oral sex! I could stay a bit longer. God damn, it's a pretty fucking good milkshake. Told you.
I don't know if it was worth five dollars, it was pretty fucking good. Push the pram Motherfucker! Bring out your dick! Bring out the gimp. Leave the gimp sleeping. Well, I guess you just have to go wake him up now, won't you? Bring out your dick! Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. I'm not dead! Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not! If she croaks on me, I'm a fucking grease spot. Just a flesh wound. I'm in big fucking trouble, man. I'm coming to your house. Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. When you came pulling in here, did you notice a sign on the front of my house that said dead? Storage? Jimmy, you know I ain't seen no shit. Did you notice a sign in the front of my house that said dead? Storage. I feel happy! I feel happy! Then shut the fuck up! Ezekiel 25, 17. O Lord, bless this thy hand grenade, that with it thou mayst blow thy enemies to tiny bits in thy mercy. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Alright, count to three. Alright, ready? One. Two. Five. Three, no. Three. We want a shrubbery. Pretty please, with sugar on top. A what? Say what again? Say what again? Message for you, sir. I think we should be leaving now. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Well, on second thought, let's not go to Camelot. It's a silly place. <laughs> that was fucking trippy. <laughs> Hello, this is Curtin St. George. I listen to Jack Mangan's Deadpan Podcast, so I don't have to kill people. You don't listen to Jack Mangan's Deadpan podcast? It's not healthy. Just saying, Deadpan is the way. The past memories. Hello, Deadpan. This is Amy Bowen, a.k.a. the Deadpan Ambassador, and I am calling to leave that dumbass memory that I could not think of during my interview a few episodes ago. I think it may actually have happened after I recorded that interview. Anyway, I was driving home from work last night when I suddenly realized, oh, crap, I don't have my retainer. That is very bad, because if I ever find it again, after having gone a night without putting it in before going to sleep, it will not go back in very well, and it will hurt a lot and generally not be fun. So I was already halfway home, but this was important enough to me that I turned around went back into the office, looked for it on my desk, because I thought I might have left it on my desk. It was not there, so I thought, oh, great. And then I realized 
you know, it's probably somewhere in one of those bags of stuff that are in my trunk, or at least that's the last likely place it would be, so I hope it's there. So I went and looked, and yes, I had accidentally stuck the little the little plastic box that I keep it in when I'm not wearing it into my lunch bag, which was in my trunk. So I went all the way back to work because I carelessly stuck it in my trunk. I spent 20 minutes driving back to work, and it was, in fact, in my trunk the whole time. But I was really, really relieved to, to find it again. Okay. Amy Bowen, out. Double dumbass on you! Hi, Jack. It's SB calling with a dumbass memory that actually I can't take credit for. Uh, and actually, I've been thinking about calling this in uh, since Christmas, so it is very possible that I already have called this in. Um, so I guess I'm calling it with two dumbass memories. One is that I have killed enough brain cells to not be sure whether this is a rerun or not. Um, and then secondly, here's the here's the real story. Um, so Flybee's mom gave these uh, popcorn. Um, they were like caramel corn on the cob things. So they were shaped like corn on the cob, but it was caramel corn like a uh, popcorn ball. She gave them to somebody, one of her uh, her chiropractor, actually, is who it was. And the next time she saw her, the chiropractor said, oh, my God, I loved the um, caramel corn on the cob, but I have an embarrassing story to tell you. I, When I went home, I told my husband and my son that, you know, you had given me that, and it was so delicious, and I told them, we need to figure out how they did that. I mean, I didn't know you could just pop corn on the cob. And I also didn't know that when you pop corn on the cob that you could eat it. So uh, this person is a doctor. Uh, that's it. FB out. Bye. Deadpan is the motherfucking way. PC Herring, logging off. Hello, Deadpan. This is Amy Bowen a.k.a. the Deadpan Ambassador. I'm calling because I am getting caught up on Deadpan, and I just listened to episode 248, and I wanted to say, no, Billis, thank you for your essay. That was awesome. You are awesome. And your point is awesome. And thank you for your great essay. I will call back because I have something else to say. Be right back. Lots of exciting stuff coming up in Deadpan World, which we have we have not planned for shit yet. Um, but we have some good ideas. So let's get here. We'll do the rest. Is that vague and cryptic? Well, we are in the West. And you know the West is the best. So just send an email. Um, earn access to the Facebook Deadpan page. Meaning, just you know, sign up, and then you will, you two will be privy to what we're talking about. But I think that's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for being awesome. Thank you for uh, contributing to this episode. Sorry for keeping your stuff in limbo for so long. You know those Paloozas—they put everything um, into a, a time warp. Yes, I know where your mind just went. 
All right, that's enough. Deadpan is the way. Close to the end, but you know, Stranger Eon's Deadpan may die. Good night, Graham Chapman.
Hello, Deadpan. This is Amy Bowen, a.k.a. the Deadpan Ambassador. This is my latest Ear Buddies Forever segment. My partner for this round was Espy. <sighs> <laughs>